What's up, what's up, y'all? It's Nutty, and we're back on Nutty Talk Sports for episode two. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed the first one. Gonna be trying to continue to put out many, many more episodes every week. We'll see if I can keep up with it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the show format. Uh, I'm hoping, I haven't really thought about a general length for the episodes, but I feel like I'm just going to, whatever I finish at is just going to it's going to be. It could be from 10 minutes to 30 minutes or even more. Uh, I'm hoping to at least keep a minimum of 10 minutes, even though it's still pretty short, but I know whoever listens to this, he doesn't really have a lot of time. But, uh, alright, now that I got that out, uh, let's get into a few topics this, this week, or today at least. So, today we're going to be talking about the World Series, Trevor Lawrence, the college football games this weekend, uh, Thursday Night Football, which just ended, and predicting the NFL week again and going over some of the games last week that I predicted, some right, some wrong, and talk about a little bit of the matchups in depth. Alright, so starting off with the World Series, and uh, let's just recap. So, we talked. To, I left off last show talking about we were Game 4 is where we were about to be. And let me tell you, Game 4 might have been one of the greatest World Series games ever. One of the best baseball games I've ever witnessed. 8-7, uh, to seven, it was generally wrong from where, very wrong actually, from where I had it in that 2-1 to one range. Thought it would be a pitching duel. But uh, managers went to their bullpens early. It was kind of surprised me. But, I mean, with this day and age in baseball, and they don't want to leave your starter in too long, all this and all that. We're going to get into more of that later. I'm going to talk about Blake Snell. Uh... But recap the series, game four was phenomenal. Eight to seven, great, great game. Um, let's say that final ending with the, the single by Phillips and then a Rosarena coming around from first, stumbling the ball, the ball, this. That was just phenomenal to watch. You know, it was just really first time I've really jumped out of my seat in a while watching baseball. And that's saying something. Uh, game game five, uh, it was a good game. Uh, four to two, uh, L.A., uh, not much, really, too much went on in this game. You know, Kershaw pitched phenomenal, five and two thirds, uh, two earned, six strikeouts. But he really pitched well for his postseason woes that he used to have, and uh, it's good to see. You know, I'm happy for him, happy for some of the Dodgers fans that have struggled through that. Uh, but yeah, it was a really great game from Kershaw and the Dodgers pitching. Uh, and then moving to Game Six, which I did predict Dodgers in six, it just didn't happen how I thought it would. You know, I originally had it as. Dodgers winning game five, Rays winning game six, or game four, then Rays winning game five, Do then Dodgers winning game six. But in all reality, it still wasn't six, so I was correct. Slight little flex there. But uh, a 3-1 game, great pitching, and, you know, obviously the whole Blake Snell thing that we're going to talk about in here in just a second. But Blake Snell was pitching phenomenal, five and a third, nine strikeouts, two hits, one earned. Uh, it was just, I couldn't believe it. But uh, the Dodgers, you know, got to the bullpen, and then Mookie Betts with the game-stealing homer. You know, good for him. You know, I used to, like, I'm an Orioles fan, so I don't really like the Red Sox. I used to hate Mookie Betts. I don't really hate him, just to size him, because he was so good and always did things to the Orioles that were awful. But, yeah. Uh, now that we're going to talk about the Dodgers a little bit, uh, a lot of them, like, people are, like, surprised, I guess, that the Dodgers won. They're not really surprised, just because of their choking woes, but, like, I don't really put as much respect on the Dodgers as a lot of other people do. You know, obviously they get the respect. They won the championship. Hoorah, all this, all that. But having, like, you know, the high... It's like they they were expected to win with all the the high payroll, the stars getting Mookie Betts. It's just like... But you expected them to choke as well. 
But then winning this year, you know, it was cool, all this, all that. They just, like, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, their team was loaded. If they didn't win this year, there's some serious problems. Dave Roberts probably should have been fired. I personally don't believe Dave Roberts should even be there still anyway. But we'll see. He's obviously probably going to keep his job, just keep on the World Series and all that. But uh, looking at the Dodgers' future, you know, they're obviously going to be a top team for a couple years now. They're going to have to pay Bellinger here in a little bit, probably pay Muncy. And then Seager as well, the MVP, who I just completely just acknowledged for a little bit there, but not Corey Seager, had himself a hell of a postseason and a hell of a World Series earning that MVP all the way. And, you know, it was really good to see him after the struggles he had. After the struggles he had uh, had in the previous season, not playing up to expectations. Uh, so enough about the Dodgers. Now we're going to talk about Kevin Cash, dude. Oh, my. Oh. Just watching like him take out Blake Snell in that game, it's like, why? Like, I get you're using analytics. Like, the Dodgers, when they come up against the third time of the lineup, or it's the third time around the lineup seeing a pitcher or whatever, they're statistically way better. But it doesn't matter. Like, you have Blake Snell pitching at your best pitcher. You ride your ace. You ride him hard until he shows you he isn't, like, ready and can't go anymore. Like, this thing with analytics, the Rays are a big analytics team. Sure, it works enough, but, like, I'm a big eye test guy. I think analytics are way overrated. And the sabermetric stuff, just, like, you look at teams that have won the World Series, it's teams that, like, don't over... Like, they know... You look at the eye test and you know who's a good baseball player. Like, the Rays, they have the number one, pro like, scouting in the league. They have the best farm system. Like, that's not sabermetrics. That's just good eye test. You know who's a good baseball player. It's just annoying to me. And you bring in Nick Anderson, of all people, who's having... Who had a sh terrible postseason, and it's just like, why Kevin Cash? Kevin Cash always pulling pitchers early, making terrible decisions. He did it in the Houston series as well. Like, if it's not working, why not just leave Blake Snell and you're down 3-2, you need to win the game. It's ridiculous to me. It really is. It, like, baffles me that he still, like, did what he did. And it cost them the series. Like, he, like the Rays played fine to win. They could have won that game in a, like, a low-scoring 2-1 to -one game if Snell keeps pitching. And it's just, ooh, ooh. But that's all for the World Series. Once again, congrats to the Dodgers and, and the Rays for making it as far as they did. But uh, now we're going to move on to our second topic, which is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, so he just tested positive for COVID-19 today, and it kind of impacts college football a lot. Because, let's see, they play this weekend. Uh, it's BC. I'm assuming they're going to win pretty easily. And it's just, you know, regardless, because they have another quarterback who was like the number one recruit, DJ Ulagalele. I hope I say that right. 6'4", 250 pounds, he's a stud, he was a stud coming out of high school. I expect them to just roll through BC regardless without Trevor Lawrence. But, so, he has to quarantine for 10 days. And they play Notre Dame in 9 from when he tested. The report is he will be ready for the Notre Dame game, but at the same time, I don't know. He's missing the whole week of practice and preparation for Notre Dame. So are they just going to throw him in like a week without practice? Like, like if you're a Clemson fan, you have to be hoping he's going to be, obviously, have another test and test negative and test negative twice or whatever, whatever the rule is. But it's just wild for college football because you look at uh, Wisconsin's quarterback, he tests positive and he has to quarantine for three weeks. Like, each conference rules are wild. And it's just, like, it doesn't make sense to me how they can have so much different impact. Like, the Big Ten, ACC, and SEC. And I'm just trying to figure out what Clemson's going to do for that Notre Dame game, which I obviously think Notre Dame is overrated. I think they're overrated every year because until they prove to me that they can beat these top-notch teams, 
to me, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Like you saw what happened the last time they're in the playoffs, got absolutely smacked around by Clemson. Granted, like it was the year they won the title, but Notre Dame to me is overrated every year, and uh, I think it shows. Like being barely beaten Louisville, you know, struggling against the Duke team early. You know that Pitt win last week. I know a lot of people predicted an upset or could or upset watch. They blew them out. But, like it's Pitt, I didn't expect much from Pitt. And another, like, uh, but the thing is, like, no matter what, Clemson not having Trevor Lawrence, the big impact player he is, and having DJ in there, they could still lose to Notre Dame, in my opinion. That will be an interesting game if Trevor Lawrence can't go, if he has no week of preparation to prepare for Notre Dame. Obviously, he's going to be studying the film, but we'll see. The thing that keeps me positive for, for Clemson's sake in this game is that Trevor Lawrence is probably one of the top quarterback prospects of all time, the best one since Andrew Luck, probably in a lot of people's eyes. I don't know if I feel like the same way about that. I think he is a little overrated in my opinion, but at the same time, he's still really good. He's going to be a great NFL quarterback for many years to come just because he's got the size. I mean, you look at what Herbert's doing right now. Not a lot of people predicted him to be what he is, and it's just, yeah, that's all I really got on Trevor Lawrence in the Notre Dame game. I'm going to move on to talk number three, which is looking at the college football games this weekend and, you know, previewing and predicting some of them. So we're going to start off with Michigan, Michigan State. Uh... This one, you know, a lot of people might not consider a big game, but it's a rivalry game. You know, Michigan and Michigan State, big rivals for a long time. They've had some crazy games. You know, the block punt game a couple years back. Uh, I think Michigan is, I wouldn't say the real, like, I'm not trying to tell that they're the real deal. I'm trying to say that they might be legit this year and give a little push to Ohio State. Now, do I think they're going to beat Ohio State? No. But seeing what they did against, ah, uh, uh, I forget. My bad. That's my fault. Uh, let me look real quick. Uh, Michigan played Minnesota. That's right. Give them the beatdown that they gave them. Uh, it was surprising. A lot of people had Minnesota in that game, and I didn't really follow it that much. I didn't really preview it. But, yeah, and then Michigan State losing to Rutgers last week. I mean, I think Michigan State's not a very good football program. They fell off hard since they lost to Bama in the playoff in, like, 2015, I believe it was. They got absolutely demolished, and they haven't been anywhere near since. Um, I think Michigan will roll over Michigan State that game, even though it is a rivalry game. I think Michigan, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it within 10 in Ohio State this year, which is saying something, because they get blown out the past couple of years since the overtime game with JT Barrett. Uh, the next game we're going to look at is the Ohio State-Penn State game, which obviously Penn State with the heartbreaking loss to Indiana last week, a lot of questionable things. Was he in? Was he not? Uh, in the two-point conversion, but... Ohio State rolled over Nebraska last week. Not a surprise. Ohio State has probably the most talent top to bottom in the country, in my opinion, but I don't know if they're the best team just because they have that history of not playing well in the playoffs and in big moments. Uh, I think Clemson, in my opinion, is probably the top team. I know that's like whatever because everyone says Clemson's the top team, but just going off of what I've seen so far from Clemson, you know, destroying Miami, which was a little bit of a shock. I thought Miami would give them a little push, but I guess not. But going back to the Ohio State-Penn State game, I think Ohio State wins pretty heavily. Like, the spread's 12.5 in Ohio State, minus 12.5. But I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State gives them a little pushback. The game is in Penn State, even though no fans, you know, having to travel still and all that. Still difficult on players, so we'll see. I think Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback in the NFL as well. So, yeah, I have Ohio State winning by good margin in that game. Then the last game I'll go over is going to be the LSU-Auburn game, just because, like, it's not necessarily a big, big game, but it's between two teams that are rivals. Uh, both teams started off pretty high in the rankings, and they fell off. I think LSU this year with Miles Brennan hasn't been... Like, Miles Brennan's obviously been good. It hasn't been their, really their offensive issue. They're putting up points. 
but their defense has been atrocious. But I like what the, I saw from TJ Finley last week in the LSU offense, and they will beat down South Carolina. It is just South Carolina. But Auburn, on the other hand, I think they are not very good. They sh- they could very easily be 1-4. and four. They've had a lot of calls go their way close at the end of games. And I've just been very lucky. The SEC officiating has been a ter- terrible. Uh, Lane Kiffin calling them out last week for their mistakes. Um, I think LSU does win this game, and I think they go back into the top 25. And I think LSU does make a little bit of a run for the SEC this year just because of all the COVID implications. But we'll see. I think TJ Finley in that offense will be very fun to watch for the next couple weeks. If they keep him in, it'll be close because I know they're very high on Miles Brennan. But I just don't know if Brennan can deliver. You saw what he did in the Missouri game, and that was just not very ideal for them. And especially in the Mississippi State game where they did put up a lot of points, but Brennan did throw a couple of interceptions. And, yeah, so now we're going to talk about the Thursday night football game between Atlanta and... Uh, Carolina that happened a couple hours ago. It's very early. It's 2.14 a.m. right now as I'm doing this. But uh, So the Falcons, they won the game, and they their defense closed it out. They had a 97-win probability at the end of the game as I was watching it. Uh, and they were The Carolina Panthers were driving down the field. They had that big play to DJ Moore, and I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen again. Falcons are going to choke. But, no, uh, they got that interception. Uh, good for the Falcons, moving to 2-6. and six. But I think this is a – like a season-changing, game-changing loss for the Carolina Panthers, falling to 3-5. and five. Uh, That was a must-win game for them. They could have went to 4-4, four and four, and their schedule does not get any easier going down the road here. They have some very tough games to finish out the season, and it's just, oof, it just hurts for the Carolina Panthers and their fans because, you know, they were having a good season, surprising, having a 3-3 three and three record going into last week, barely losing to the Saints, you know, thinking they were going to compete for a playoff spot. Then they go and lose to Atlanta. And you look at the rest of the schedule. Casey next week, that's an L. Buccaneers next week. I know I talked about how the Buccaneers were shaky, but they surprised me. I will give them their credit. They blew out Oakland or Las Vegas. My bad. Did it again. Uh, but, yeah, I think that could be back-to-back losses, moving them to 3-7. and seven. And at that point, they have to play the Lions, Vikings, Broncos. Three winnable games. Wouldn't be surprised if they could get those three. But, I don't know. They're just shaky. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater that much. I think he's a really good quarterback. But is he consistent enough to win these games? I just don't know. Uh, then they play Green Bay, which I think they'll lose. Washington, then New Orleans. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough run for the Panthers, but can they do it? I doubt it. You know, Joe Brady being in that, like, the head of that offense does help them. You saw what he did at LSU last year. It was incredible. I uh, like Matt Rule as a head coach there. Uh, he did amazing things at Baylor. But I think Carolina's going to fall just short of the playoffs. I could see him getting in a seven seed. It's going to be tough because I think they're going to finish a better record than uh, whoever wins the NFC East, which... Uh, that division is, oof, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I feel bad for the Panthers. That was just a heartbreaking loss for them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt, too, on that cheap shot by Charles Harris. You know, being a Dolphins fan, we don't like Charles Harris just because he was a bust and absolutely awful for our defense. But uh, looking at where Atlanta could go from here, they have the interim head coach. They're 2-1 and one with the wins against the Vikings and the Panthers. They could easily be 3-0. and oh. uh, With the Falcons' heartbreaking losses this year, like I could see them going on a little bit of a run, potentially. Maybe competing for that seventh spot. You know, you got Denver. I think they'll win that game. I don't think Denver's very good. I think that with their injury to Cortland Sutton, I think Drew Locke, just like after this injury, hasn't going to be this or isn't going to be the same. And then they play the Saints in New Orleans. It'll be interesting. Saints aren't as good as like people projected them to be. I still think they're going to be a playoff team, probably one of the three wild card teams. Uh, Oakland. <clears throat> I was high on Oakland. Uh, I still am a little high on Oakland, but. I, after they lost to Tampa, it kind of surprised me, shocked me a little bit. I didn't think they were going to just completely lose that badly. Uh, so that'll be an interesting game. I think they could squeeze that one out. Then they have the Saints again. 
talked about that. They'll probably split, in my opinion, maybe lose both. Chargers against Justin Herbert will be interesting. Herbert's been playing very well. I'll give him his credit. I was not high on Herbert at all. I still am not very high on Herbert. I think uh, I want to see more from him, even though he has played well. I just don't think he's played a good enough defense yet. Like, I feel like the defense in the NFL aren't very good this year for some reason. I just It's the highest scoring year in the league is what I've like read about. And I think it has to do a lot with no training camp. And obviously Herbert didn't have a training camp as a rookie, which hurts him and all that. But I don't know. I just Something's still off about me with Herbert, so we're going to have to see. Uh, then they play the Buccaneers. That's going to be a loss. Then uh, the Chiefs. That's going to be a loss. Then the Buccaneers. So, I mean, the Falcons, ah, just tough for the, them and their fan base. If they just didn't choke those leads, they could be a fringe playoff team, fringe wildcard team. They might finish last probably. I think Carolina's going to finish a little higher than them. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, I want to revisit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their schedule because I feel like I was detrimentally wrong after last week. They did show me that uh, that they are going to be a capable football team. Brady showed that he's still there. But I, I'm going to give Brady his credit, but at the same time, it's like he has all these weapons. It's almost impossible for him to fail. It's the way I look at Baker Mayfield and the Browns, and somehow Baker still seems to struggle. <coughs> uh, excuse me. Uh this the Browns is kind of interesting football team. It's just I don't know. We'll go to the Browns after the Buccaneers. But the Buccaneers they play the Giants. That's a win. Six and two Saints. I think they'll go to seven and two Panthers. Panthers and Rams. I think they'll split. So they'll go to eight and three. Chiefs they'll lose eight and four. Uh, Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons. I think they went out. They'll probably finish twelve and four. I gave them eleven and five last week, but I think they could get the one or two seed. Uh, it'll be interesting. The two seed doesn't hold as much value because you still have to play in the opening wild card weekend. Where playing in wildcard weekend shows that you can still lose. You saw what happened to the Saints last year against Minnesota, which was crazy to me. I don't know how the Saints choked that. That was incredible. Uh, but now let's go talk about the Browns a little bit, especially with the OBJ injury. It's going to be interesting to see how their season play, plays out. They are five and two right now, and it's just, I just was never high on them ever. Like even when they like just ever, I feel like the Browns are the most overrated team besides the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. But you look at their schedule; they have a very favorable schedule as well. Uh, you look at the Raiders next week. It'll be interesting. I don't remember who I picked in this game. I'll get to that a little later as well. But the Browns, Raiders, that'll be a toss-up game. Then they play the Texans, which will be a win. Eagles, a win. Jaguars, a win. Like, it should be wins, I'm saying. Like, I don't know if they'll win because it's the Browns and they have Baker, who's shaky. But So after that, that's eight. That's at least eight and three. Then they play the Titans. I think they'll lose. Ravens, they'll lose. Then they play Giants-Jets. That's two wins. Then they'll play... Pittsburgh. So the Browns are obviously going to be in the playoffs this year, or they should be. Uh, it's just tough putting expectations on the Browns. But um, yeah, that's what I feel like for the Browns. A couple of speak, speaking about the couple of teams, uh, I'm going to talk about the Browns a little bit. If what do they do with Baker Mayfield? Uh, I think they keep him for at least this year, next year, and probably the year after, just because like he's going to show that he can win football games because they just have so much talent around that roster that they don't need another QB to elevate them. Baker can make those throws that they need him to make. And, yeah. All right, so now we're going to venture into topic number five, the last topic of the show. That's going to be predicting the NFL week and recapping last week how I did with my picks. So, last week, went 9-4. and four. I didn't pick the Thursday night game, as I said. Uh, real quick, let's kind of go down the way. The I picked the Lions to win. Barely did against the Falcons, so that was a good choke for the Falcons, for my sake. Uh, Buffalo Jets, very surprising turnout, 18-10. to uh, Kind of surprised me from Buffalo. I thought they were really going to bounce back after those two hard losses. They are going to make a statement game against the Jets. Like, look, 
Like, even though we played bad, we're still a good football team, which I still think the Bills are. I think they're going to win the division, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, it was a really interesting game to watch. Six field goals. Uh, the Browns-Bengals, it was a really fun game to watch, too. Uh, I did pick the Browns, but I said it could be a close one and potentially upset. Uh, Baker made a last-second throw against that Bengals defense, which was just atrocious. And, yeah, Joe Burrow played phenomenal. And that's it for that game. The Cowboys and the football team, I picked the Cowboys, not realizing how bad that offense is going to be with Andy Dalton, and the Cowboys have just looked like they've given up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Jones puts in the chips for Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's a big guy, quarterback. You know, he wants to get out of paying Dak, I think, still, which would still be an awful move. You feel bad for Dak Prescott after what he's been through with that organization. But the football team surprised me. I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to make a run for the division. But uh, I think that's Philly's division to lose, and that's saying a lot because I think they're going to win six games at most. Uh, Packers-Texans, you know, blowout. Green Bay-Texans didn't stand a chance. Uh, Saints-Panthers, I did think the Saints were going to blow out the Panthers, actually, because they just had all the reports on Teddy Bridgewater. But the Panthers kept it close. Uh, the Saints are not a good football They are a good football team, but they're not the elite football team that we thought them to be. I know Michael Thomas is out, so we'll have to see when he comes back. I think Michael Thomas is vastly overrated, even though he is still a top 10 wide receiver. But I, we'll see how the Saints are when Michael Thomas comes back. Steelers-Titans, uh, I was disappointed. Huge Tannehill fan. They didn't pull it out. They almost came back. Uh, sucks that Gotskowski missed that kick. But uh, I'll give the Steelers their credit. Uh, they are a good football team, but they, they're still shaky. They, they almost blew that 27-7 lead. Uh, Buccaneers Raiders, I was wrong on this one. Uh, we're not going to go too much into details. I spoke about it a little, but the Buccaneers offense looked really good. Chiefs Broncos wasn't even close. Uh, 49ers Patriots, I thought this game was going to be way closer. Did not realize how bad the Patriots are going to play. Uh, kind of surprising to me. And uh, just kind of, it's going to be interesting to see how they do against Buffalo this week. Uh, Chargers, Jaguars, I picked the Chargers just because the Jaguars were atrocious, so I got that one right. Uh, Herbert did look good, but it, once again, it is the Jaguars. Seahawks-Cardinals, probably the best game of the week. Probably the best game of the season so far. Uh, it was a really great game. I loved watching Russell Wilson and Kyle Murray go back and forth. And that DK Metcalf play was crazy. One of the plays of the year. Um, I really I hope we can get a Seahawks-Cardinals playoff game. It'll be interesting to see. You know, The Cardinals could sneak into that last spot. Then Bears-Rams. I said it was going to be 23-12 Rams. It was 24-10. I knew the Bears. The Bears are frauds, in my opinion. Like I said last week. But overall, a good week of football. 9-4 in my predictions. So uh, let's move to this week. We'll talk about a little bit of games. So tonight I did pick the Panthers, so I started 0-1. I just like, you see the things you like don't bet, never bet on the Falcons. It's just like, I just couldn't pick them no matter what. Even though they, I might start picking them now, but they did show me they can keep leads. But uh, I am 0-1 to start the week. But now let's go into Patriots-Bills. One of the biggest games of the Patriots season in a very long time, and probably in the last couple of years, because just overall how the Patriots are and Bill Belichick. They could fall to two and five, and just they could be done for that division. If they lose that game, they are out. It is Miami and Buffalo's race, which I think Buffalo would win because they'd go to six and two, and Miami would have to go on a run. We'll talk about Miami in a little bit, but uh, yeah, I think the Bills win this game, though. I don't think New England does get it. I think this shows uh, the New England's roster has just been gutted by COVID guys just like opting out, and then Cam just not playing. He doesn't look good at all. He looks unhealthy. Uh, but I do have Buffalo for this game. Uh, Titans-Bengals won't talk about much about this one. I think Burrow will get his numbers maybe in this game, but I just think the Titans roll through. Uh, Browns-Raiders, I do pick the Raiders in this one. So, <coughs> talked about it a little earlier. It's a toss-up game for me. Baker's a little still injured. Odell's out. I think the Raiders, you know, it's a must-win game for them, in my opinion. They can't lose back-to-back -back, uh, coming off that awful loss to Tampa. So, I do pick the Raiders. Uh, Colts-Lions, surprising one here. I do pick the Lions. 
Uh, I think the Colts are a little overrated. Phillip Rivers is just um, shaky to me. I don't know how I feel about them. Obviously, I think they're going to win the division just because it is a weak division. Uh, but yeah, I think the Lions do pull this one out. It was an upset pick, surprisingly. I don't know. I think the Lions aren't as bad as people project them to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, like 23-20. Uh, next game, Packers-Vikings won't say much about this one. I think Green Bay wins again. Uh, I don't think the Vikings are very good. You know, they have Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, but Kirk Cousins has just been atrocious. So I think the Packers win that one by probably 10. Uh, Chiefs-Jets. Chiefs, the spread's 19.5. Like, it's crazy that there's that big of a gap between football teams. I know that happened against Miami last year, but I think, I don't know, the Jets are just going to get clobbered. Uh, Le'Veon Bell might go for a big game. That's his revenge game. Dolphins, Rams, I'll save that one for a little later. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, I'll save that for later as well. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, I think the Chargers win. Uh, this will be this is a good defense to see how what Herbert does. Uh, I know it's not like the better one of the better defenses, but it'll be interesting to see how he does against this Broncos team. Uh, I think the Chargers do win by ten. I just don't think the Broncos' offense can really get anything going. Uh, if they had an offense, they'd be a playoff team. But I just think the Chargers win this game. I don't think the Chargers will make the playoffs unless they sneak in at seven. But we'll see. Uh, Saints Bears Bears are frauds. I don't care how bad the Saints have been playing. If the Saints lose this game, then that's a problem. Um, the Bears' offense is atrocious. You know, I think it's a Matt Nagy problem more than Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Like, obviously, I think Trubisky's not very good, and same with Foles. But that play calling is just awful. Uh, Seahawks 49ers. I think the Seahawks bounce back. San Francisco coming off a high volume win uh, against the Patriots, which we're seeing is a very much inferior team. Uh, I think Seattle. Russell Wilson's angry after that loss. Well, not angry. He's anxious. He wants to get back on the field, win, go to six and one against the San Francisco team. I think it'll be a good game. It'll be close. Uh, Cowboys-Eagles, the Sunday night football game that everybody is dreading. Uh, I do have the Eagles. The Cowboys showed me they have no heart. They're, like, giving up on the season last week. Uh, Monday night football, Buccaneers-Giants. Buccaneers are going to win that game. I have it 31-10 to on the ESPN prediction. So we'll start with Rams-Dolphins and Tua's debut. Uh, as a Dolphins fan, I'm going to have a little bit of bias, and I am going to pick them. I'm just very high on Tua. I expect big things out of him. I'm not going to set too high expectations for this first game, so I obviously wouldn't be surprised if they lose. But... For some reason, I've heard room like all the guys are talking about him like he's really good like and I've heard from like or not heard I've watched multiple guys say he's been really well at practice and like analysts and I, I trust it I do I think Tua is going to change this franchise around and I think they maybe squeeze out a tight one and you know it's going to bring a lot of hope to the uh, city of Miami and their fan base it'll be fun to watch Tua for the next twenty years hopefully uh, I have it in like a probably a low scoring game uh, like. 20 to 17. I think Tua probably throws two touchdowns and they kick two field goals, and maybe Tua throws a pick. But I'm excited to watch his debut. And now for probably the game of the week, Ravens Steelers. Uh, I know I said last week I'm not very high on the Steelers, but I am going to pay them their dues. Uh, they're six and zero, but I think they get their first loss. I think Lamar is just going to be too much for that defense. He's too like he's too good in the regular season, especially when there's like no pressure on him. He loves to ball out. I think it's in, since it's in Baltimore too. I think. Uh, Pittsburgh will probably catch their first L. I wouldn't be surprised if they win, though. I mean, Steelers are a good team. Their defense is very good. I just don't trust their offense that much. You saw how it sputtered out against the Tennessee Titans. And I think the Ravens have a really good defense. They're a very complete team, top to bottom. Uh, one of the most complete teams besides the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, yeah, I think the Ravens win a really close game. Probably pretty high scoring, I think, because I think the Steelers are going to have to keep up with them, and the Ravens' defense is not going to be ready for what the Steelers have game-planned. But I think it's like a 30-27 Ravens win. Lamar plays very well, and uh, people are going to talk about his Lamar in the top quarterback conversation, all this, all that. 
because it's going to be the Steelers' defense. And they're like, look how he plays against the Steelers' defense. Like, obviously, I'm very high on Lamar. I was very high on coming out the draft. I was like, how did all these teams pass up on him? Uh, but, yeah, that's what I have for this week. So, hopefully, I bounce back after that week one loss or that first game loss, not week one. But 9-4 and four last week. Let's see if we can improve. Uh, but that is all I got for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. I know I'm, like, talking fast a little bit probably uh, and stutter a little bit and, like, just lose my thought. But uh, I appreciate y'all sticking with me. Hopefully y'all like the first show and like this one even more. Uh, trying to just improve each show. I hope uh, you guys listen. That's all I got. I'll post the link somewhere. And, uh, yeah, that is all I got for Nutty Talk Sports this week. Hope you turn tune in to the next show, which I do not know. I'll try to get a schedule out. But thank you for listening. I'll catch y'all.